You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's good to see you this morning. You're welcome to church. Amen. Mostly, it's good to see our professor. <laughs> professor Maswine. Huh? All the way from Boston. Massachusetts. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's, it's, it's good to see you. We've missed you. How, how many people have missed her? <laughs> yeah. It's good to see you. Wonderful. And everyone else, you're welcome to church. Amen. Everyone else. Yes. Turn to someone and say, you are also special. You might not be a professor, but you are special. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. It's wonderful. We're really excited. Um, so much has been happening this year. How many people have... It, this year has been rough for you. Is there anybody... It's, it's been rough. Huh? Yes. Don't worry. It's for good. It's for good. Uh, we need to come thanksgiving, come ready to give thanks, to appreciate God for keeping you, for preserving you, for frustrating the plans of the enemy. Amen. Because if it were not for the Lord, you won't be here. Amen. If he had his way, if the enemy had his way, he would have taken you out. Yes. Do you understand? Amen. You don't know how much he has invested just to make sure that he stops you. But look at you. He has failed. Mm, yes. We should not take it for granted. We need to come and be thankful. And normally when we do Thanksgiving, we come with an offering, especially just to say thank you. Um, we, we do that. And so whatever the Lord lays on your heart, just do it. Amen? Amen. And uh, let's... Let's trust God for great things to happen in our lives. I know that God is preparing us for some explosive things in the coming year. Many doors are going to just, they will just bust open for you. It's like God is just going to force certain things to happen. Because we're praying about justice. Hmm? And there are certain things. You are in the place where you are because of some kind of injustice. I'm telling you. Injustice is systemic. And a lot of times, um, there are even... Laws that can be passed that will be unjust. Do you get my point? 
There are policies that are unjust. There are things that the enemy has put in place in our society. And I want to say to you that the main reason for scarcity, one of the main reasons for scarcity is injustice. How do you explain lack in the midst of abundance? How do you explain that? Huh? It's because of injustice. And I'm telling you, God is going to judge the systems of this world because of the injustice that has been perpetrated for decades and for centuries. So as we begin, as we begin to pray about injustice, I'm telling you, the tables are going to begin to turn. Yeah. Things are going to begin to turn. Why? Because we are appealing to the courts of heaven to begin to act on our behalf, to begin to act on the behalf of the people, to begin to act on behalf of the nation. Yeah. Our nations have been taken captive by the spirits of injustice. Are you getting my point? This morning I want to share with you about justice from heaven's perspective. Justice from heaven's perspective. We've established the fact that the throne of God The Bible says that righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. So in other words, when God sits, he is sitting on righteousness and he's sitting on justice. And because of that, whatever he does is always right and is always just. Okay, so you must have heaven's perspective so that you begin to interpret life with the right perspective. With the right perspective. I know that this world, the Bible says that the whole world lies in wickedness. In 1 John chapter 5. You know that scripture? Yeah, in 1 John chapter 5, the Bible tells us that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. So, if there's anyone that is unjust, it's Satan. You know that Satan has his own throne as well, right? He, he He is the God of this world. So he ensures that there is injustice in every society. Look at 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. He says, We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And that wicked one we know, Satan himself. So wherever you see wickedness, Who is at work? That's right. Now, it doesn't matter how it appears. 
the wickedness might come through a beautiful face. It might come through a handsome face. Know the source. <laughs> come on. Yeah, we are not deceived. We know the source. The source of all wickedness is Satan. So when you begin to look at society and you see the way society is, you begin to see some evidences of the work of the enemy. I have, I have been to nations where there are certain laws that are, have been promulgated Specifically to exclude some people. Come on. Yeah, to exclude some people from certain aspects of the economy. What do you call that? It might be legal, but it's unjust. So the fact that it is legal does not mean that it is just. Are you getting my point? So heaven does not follow our legal system. Heaven follows God's word. Heaven follows God's word. That's why Athens was able to thrive. Why? Because of some dumb theologians huh? who would quote Romans chapter 13 and tell people all authorities from God, you must be subject to all authority. Huh? And then it became legal and it was promoted from the pulpit. Some pulpits. Let me put it that way. Not every pulpit. But it was the, an injustice. Am I correct? So it was injustice. But it was legal. So if, if they pass a law now, let me say, they pass a law now that says you are not allowed to call the name of Jesus. It becomes illegal for you to speak in the name of Jesus. How many people will obey that law? Nobody? Okay. When the time comes... We will know. Those that love their lives and have been living by convenience have never sacrificed anything for God. And all their lifetime they've been living by convenience. At such times, those will be the first people to compromise. Yeah. It's legal. But it's unjust. Imagine. You shouldn't call the name of your savior. Huh? That's the name given to all men. By which we shall be saved. And now you are told. That it is wrong. Do you know that there's going to come a time like that in the world? Yeah. There's going to come like a time like that. So you better be strong in, in the Lord. <laughs> you better be strong in your faith. 
You better be strong in your convictions. And you need to have a clear understanding of what justice is from heaven's perspective. Otherwise, you'll be confused. Hallelujah. So, injustice, I believe strongly that injustice is the reason for a lot of the suffering that we see in the land today. It's injustice. There's wickedness in our societies. All over the world. It's not just in every nation you go to. Huh? Some are less than others, but it's there. It is there. So, when we talk about justice from God's perspective, justice simply means equity. Huh? It means it has to do with fairness. It's, it has to do with equal distribution. Not socialism, okay? That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about privileges and rights. Everybody should have access to certain things. Am I correct? But some people are excluded systematically by <laughs> certain policies. I want to pray and say, God, begin to break this in the land. So, the way heaven looks at it, let's look at a few scriptures. Um, I'll give you a few examples, okay? Uh, let's look at Psalm 68. No, before Psalm 68, let's look at Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 19. No, I'm already in Psalms, so let's, let's look at Psalms. Verse 4, sing to God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. Let's read verse 5 together. Come on, one, two, three. A father to the, of the fatherless a defender of widows is God in his holy habitation. So each time you read the Bible, when you see when, when there's injustice, when God begins to talk about injustice, one of the things I notice is that he's always talking about the fatherless. He's talking about the widow. He's talking about the poor. He's talking about the stranger. It's interesting. And when you study your Bible, each time the, when God talks against bribe, one of the main reasons why he, why he condemns bribe is because of injustice. So he says that they pervert justice by the bribe that they receive. So in other words... <clears throat> 
somebody, there is a case, right? And somebody has to go to court. Now, the criminal has money. And the, <laughs> the victim doesn't have money. Come on. How many people know that in, in the world today, the world system, justice is paid. You, 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 you buy it. If you don't have money, hello, if you don't have money, justice will evade you. Is that fair? But that's the way. Satan has designed the system. That's the way. Satan has designed the system. So, the, why is God talking about the fatherless? Because the fatherless has no one to fight for him. Do you understand? There's no one to fight for him. So, because there's no one to fight for him, people now take advantage of him or her. And God says, I'm a God of justice. Amen. The fact that there is no father to fight for this person Amen. does not mean that I will allow this to go. Amen. So God steps in. Amen. And begins to play the role of the father. If you are an orphan and you have been exploited because of being an orphan, I want you to take this scripture and bring it before God in prayer. Are you getting my point? Amen. There are some that have fathers, but the fathers are good, as good as dead. So in that sense, they are fatherless. Amen. I'm telling you. Yeah. For most of my childhood, my father was dead in my mind was alive but he was dead alive because he was living dead because he wasn't in my life he didn't exist so far as my life was concerned and I saw God defend me Amen. there were times that he came through for me where my father could have come in God stepped in. Hallelujah. Amen. So why am I saying this? You need to know your rights. As a child of God, you are not fatherless. Amen. So if there is anything that is being meted out to you because you are disadvantaged, huh? you don't have a father to speak for you. You better say, God, you are a father Amen. to the fatherless. Amen. And he will step in. He is a defender of widows. <laughs> oh my goodness. How many widows have been exploited? Because there is no one to defend them. So God says, I am taking that responsibility. I am the defender. And I'm going to fight 
So when you see a widow, you better treat her well. Because if God steps in, he will do it more than if she had a husband. Because he is stronger. Huh? He's got all power. Come on. Yes. Yes. And he's passionate. His heart is burning with passion for his people. Even those who are not Christians. Did he say a father to the fatherless Christian? To the fatherless. To the fatherless. And that's why I'm so proud of what we're doing with the Pilani kids. I'm telling you, it means a lot to God. It means a lot to God. When you see an orphan, when you see a, a, a fatherless, even if there is a father and the father absconds, it's fatherless. So we need to now develop the kind of heart that God has so that we begin to respond to people in such state. Are you getting my point? Yes. It's very important. This matters so much. You read your Bible, you see it over and over and over. God keeps repeating that. Over and over and over again. Why would God continue to say that if it doesn't matter to him? Hmm? It matters. Glory to God. May God give us the kind of heart that he has. So when you see someone that is weak, don't take advantage of the person. someone because the person doesn't know that this is his right you now exploit that God will fight you God will fight you and that's how many people bring curses upon themselves you read Deuteronomy 28 makes it very clear He says, curse is the one who moves the boundary stone of his neighbor. Ha! Maybe you are are neighbors and the person lives in Cape Town. So he's not there to see all the time. And then some people will quickly, quickly move and put a wall. A few meters into that person's land. God is watching. That's injustice. It is. So how much more those that took the land completely? (laughs) Now, if, if he's watching the boundary, what is he doing about the land? Hello? 
God is not sleeping. God is not sleeping and he will visit them. Huh? He visits the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and the fourth generation. And some people, they, they don't know why they are going through certain things. Meanwhile, their grandfather took something that didn't belong to him because he had power, because he had influence. Because he has connections. That's injustice. And God is going to visit them. So my prayer is God. Stir up your justice. And pass through this land. Begin to move. I'm telling you, anywhere there's injustice, even in the home, God will visit. He will visit. He will visit. That's God. Huh? So, just don't cross his path. Come on, touch, touch someone. Say, please, don't. Whatever you do, make sure you are in his good books. Huh? Make sure you are in God's good books. Yeah, you, you, you don't want to be on the wrong side. Yeah. All these people that molest children. Oh my God. Their hellfire is going to be hotter. The hottest. Because Jesus said it would be better for him if he were not born. Ah, because they cannot defend themselves. Yeah. You take advantage of them. And you think God is sleeping. God will visit you. And your children. And your children's children. That's the God of justice. That's how heaven looks at it. Heaven doesn't look and say, oh, shame. It's only your father that did it, not you. No, 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 no. He visits the children, the children's children. That's how heaven looks at it. Unless there's repentance. The only way out. Some of us, <laughs> we, are, <laughs> we have backgrounds <laughs> of so much injustice. But I know because of the justice of God. That he meted out upon Jesus. Amen. You can be free. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah. God wants you to walk free. Amen. He wants you to walk in his blessings. Amen. He wants you to walk in your destiny. Amen. But you know that there are forces that contend people. Contend against people and will not allow them to progress because of certain acts of injustice in the past. You're born again, yeah. You better invoke the blood of Jesus into your situation. 
so that you can walk free. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So if God is a God of justice and he's so serious about this thing, that means you and I need to be serious. Hmm? If you are unjust to your spouse, do you know God will judge you? If you're unjust to your children, do you know God will judge you? Yeah. Anywhere there's injustice, I'm telling you, God will show up. My Lord. Should we continue on this or should we change direction? Because some people are looking at me so serious. But I refuse to be intimidated. It's a serious matter. (laughs) Yeah, it is a serious matter. Glory to God. So when you go into your office and you see some people, you know, their ambitions blind them to the fact that they think that because they are ambitious and they want to achieve this, then they need to break everybody in order to achieve what they want. I'm telling you, God will visit them. God will visit them. The fact that you are boss does not mean that you have a right to be unjust. (laughs) The righteous judge himself. One day, the cry will be loud. So loud that God will say, I can't take it anymore. Let me go down. And I've told you before, each time in the Bible that it says God came down. It's not a good thing. When he says, let us go down. It's usually for justice. Usually for justice, I'm telling you. When he came down in Egypt, whew, the whole nation did not recover. Hmm? When he came down in Sodom, you remember those guys, they wanted to rape the angels. That means they were just busy raping all over the place. And God decided, okay, let me go down. The whole place was consumed. Fire and sulfur. Consume them. That's justice from heaven. So do you think that if we continue to to reap in our nation, you think that God will overlook that? You must be kidding. He will have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, and said to them, I'm so sorry I judged you harshly. I'm telling you. So may the Lord have mercy on us. Lord, exercise justice with mercy. Let there be mercy. Some of us are going through certain things because of some of the 
injustices of the past. But I believe that God is sorting things out. And we will need to learn how to approach God on the matters of justice. Because when it comes to justice, you need to know your facts. You need to know your Bible. You need to know how to present your case. And heaven will be looking. Because even, even uh, for Satan, God gives him his right. You know that Satan has his right, right? You remember when he tempted Jesus? He says, if you bow and worship me, I'm going to give you all the kingdoms of this world and their glory. He said, it has been given to me. And I can give it to whoever I wish. So God was not unjust. Satan, you are my enemy. But because Adam gave it to you, you can have it. Yeah. So what happened? Satan took over. And he's telling Jesus, if you bow down, I'll give it to you. And Jesus didn't say, you are lying. He didn't say, no, it's not yours. He didn't say that. Why? Because he was telling the truth. He was telling the truth. So if I were God, the moment Adam sinned, I'll take it back from Adam. I won't give it to the devil. Just, it's mine. Take it back. Devil, foot sec. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Jump into the, wherever you want to jump into. The other end of the universe. Go there. You're not going to have it. But no. God is just. Huh? He was able to scheme his way to get it. And God gave it to him. That's how heaven works. To the point that you will see that even in the days of Job, Satan goes. This is when the sons of God were presenting themselves before God. Satan is coming. Imagine. He said, I'm a son as well. I have right. I'm using Adam's right of access. I know you threw me, you expelled me from heaven. But Adam was not expelled. So, if Adam was not expelled, I'm coming with Adam's right of access. I'm using Adam's passport. Yeah. And when he came, God didn't say, what are you doing here? No, 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 no. Where are you coming from? Huh? God, are you not asking the wrong question? Huh? If I were the one. Hmm. Oh. Just one breath. We'll melt him. Vaporize him. 
before even coming close. But God just looks at him. Where are you coming from? He's even having a conversation. You see? He said, I'm going up and down everywhere, you know? <laughs> uh, I'm going everywhere looking at this property, that, this massive property that I have. As a, huh? As a new tenant and the new lord of the earth. I have to go around and, you know, make sure everything is according to my wish. <laughs> then God said, have you seen my servant Job? There's nobody like him. God knew what was in Satan's heart. He has been going around Job all the time. Checking him out. He couldn't touch him. He couldn't touch his business, he couldn't touch his family, he couldn't touch his health, he couldn't touch his children, he couldn't touch anything. That was a major frustration. Don't Job fear you for nothing? Look at him. If, if I were the one, I would have repented. If you bless me the way you bless Job, and protect him, look at the head you put around him. I'm telling you, just touch what he has, this guy is going to curse you. God says, okay, fine. Go. Don't touch his body. God set the boundary. Why would God do that? God, what is wrong with you? You see, God's justice is not like our justice system. And that's why if you know how to present your case... God will honor your faith. Because Satan uses that. He uses that knowledge. He uses that understanding to go before God. To ask for people. Yeah. And God will look at the whole thing and says, well, okay, Job. Um, and he doesn't even consult Job. He doesn't even communicate with Job. He just says, okay, you can go. What is happening? And Job loses everything. And God was still watching. But thank God, Job passed the test. You remember the case of Peter. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, Satan has asked for you. He has what? Asked for you. And he says, I have prayed for you. Let's go to that scripture. Come on, where is that? In the book of Luke. Hmm? He says, I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. Hmm? Where is that scripture now? Is it? 
22, okay. Verse 32. Okay. Verse 31. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. So Satan asked for people. Come on, touch someone. Say, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Huh? Why does he ask? He... He comes to take permission. You remember the Bible says he will not allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. Am I correct? So he comes and he uses God's justice system to get permission. He says Satan has asked for you to sift you. To sift you as wheat. And you, you, you know how wheat is sifted, right? Hmm? Some, some of you don't know. You don't know. You, you only see wheat in pick and pay. And <laughs> you don't know the process. Huh? Yeah. The process is that when they harvest this thing. Huh? They crush it. Yes. Hmm? And then the what do you call it? Is it husk or what? The the what is it? what is it? That's is the husk. Yes. So they take it, put it on a sifter, uh, a sieve, or is it sifter? Sift. <laughs> And then they shake it, shake it, huh? And then blow. Huh? They blow. That one flies, is blown away. The chaff is blown away. Then the real wheat remains. So that's what he's saying. Satan has asked for you, he wants to take you through that experience. You know, the experience that the wheat goes through. Huh? First of all, he's going to crush you. Huh? Then he will shake you. He will bamboozle you. Psychologically, emotionally, physically, in every area. He will shake you to your very core. Until the clean wheat remains. But his plan is not for you to remain. His plan is that you will go with the chaff. But he asked God. And God's justice system is such that he'll say, okay. He looks at it. He listens to Satan. He looks at the situation. And he says, okay, it makes sense. Oh, yeah, of course. Why? Because Peter had things in his life that belonged to Satan. He had a temper problem. 
He was always cursing. Huh? Yanked people's ears off. That's Peter for you. He chopped off somebody's ear. He was a violent man. And yet, Jesus called him to be an apostle. So, Satan was able to go to God and say, God, if you don't allow me to do this, that's injustice. And I know you are just. So, allow me. You see how it works? And Jesus said, look, look, look at the next verse. He says, verse 32, But I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. So in other words, you are going to depart. When Satan finishes with you, you won't be standing. He says, but I've prayed for you, Peter, that your faith does not fail. You can lose everything, but don't lose your faith. Amen. Don't lose your faith. He says, I've prayed for you. Many of us, how many people have gone through things that you nearly lost your faith? But somehow, you just found. You don't know how. You can't even explain. But you are still standing. Hmm? You are still standing. You know, Israel got it right. I'm still standing. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. And it's by the grace of God. Yes. So Satan hits you. Left, right, center. Whatever it is in your life that attracted him. God says, okay, fine. You can deal with him, but don't go beyond this point. So, Jesus is telling Peter. Peter even had the privilege to be told. Job didn't. Do you understand? So, God is not even obliged to tell you that uh, Satan has asked for you, and, uh, but I've prayed for you. Don't worry. Doesn't, he's not obliged to tell you. He was privileged because Jesus, they have a good relationship. You know, a, a close relationship whereby Jesus would tell them things, tell them things. But now, I'm telling you, people, God's justice is not the way you think. So God is going to be just to you. He'll be just to Satan. He'll be just to the world. Are you getting my point? He'll be just to your neighbor, even that wicked whoever. God will still not be overreading with his emotions. Although he's passionate about you, and you are the apple of his eye, he still will go according to his justice. It's incredible. And that's why when Jesus, think about Jesus, man like Jesus. When 
Jesus was walking. And when he started his ministry, one of the first things he did in Luke, let's look at Luke chapter 4. Since we're in the book of Luke. St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 4. Look at verse 13, uh, 18. Jesus. Now he, he, he takes the book of Isaiah and he begins to read. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Say justice. justice. Yeah, so the anointing is for justice. Are you getting my point? Yeah, so the... the First thing God says is Jesus says is that He has anointed me to preach the gospel to who? Remember, I said God is always concerned about the poor. The first thing the anointing does is that it addresses the poor. And that's the spirit of justice. That's the spirit of justice. So you never take advantage of somebody because he is poor. Never do that. I was taught that by my mother years ago. Wherever you go to, it doesn't matter who it is. Give them the honor that they deserve. Yes, Lord. Glory to God. So don't look down on anybody because you are more privileged. Don't look down on anybody because you have what that person doesn't have. That is wickedness and that's injustice. So, when you see somebody by the roadside, don't just go splash water on them and say, get out of my way. The day an angel will splash some fire on you. I'm telling you, respect people, honor people. The Bible says, honor all men. I don't care whether he is nothing, a soul is a soul. So the anointing, first thing the father says to Jesus, first thing you do is go to the poor and preach to them. The good news is that they can get out of that situation. Hallelujah. That's heaven's justice. And then the next thing, he begins to list people. Huh? He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You see, these, these are emotional wounds. You know, people have been abused. At this time, during the time of Jesus, there's no human rights. Anybody could just do anything to anyone. Especially if he were in a position of power. Are you getting me? If you go and study Roman history, I'm telling you, those guys were brutal. Those guys were mean. If you were a woman, you were even less than a dog. I'm telling you. So can you imagine the, 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 what is going on inside? 
the emotions, the pain. So he says, the anointing, I'm going to deal with this. Dealing with this. Not to talk of if you were poor. In those days, at that time, there was no hospital. I know Luke was a physician, but he wasn't... Physicians were only private. No, you are privileged that uh, you even have Barra to go to and some other places to go to. There was no, th- no such thing. There was no such thing. If you were sick, you were excluded from society because you could not contribute to the economy of the system. And if you go, if you go study... I'm telling you, um, I can't remember which philosopher it was. One of these Greek philosophers, I've forgotten. He, he actually says anybody that, can, that is sick should be, you know, expelled from society. Because he cannot contribute. He's not, he's not able to contribute. So they will just dump people outside the gates to die. Say injustice. So there were so many things that the gospel came to address. So you can imagine people, no sense of dignity. Most people at that time had no personal worth. Life today, I'm telling you, is rosy. Very, you, you think you have gone through hard times. You need to Go back in history. There's a man of God, a prophet, who was, in, who was taken to heaven. He visited heaven and he met Apostle Paul. God allowed him to talk to Paul. Do you know what Paul told him? Paul said to him, in your generation, if, I mean, in our time, kings don't even live the way you guys live. That's kings during the time of Paul. Don't have some of the basic things that you take for granted. Oh, yes. Huh? You can just flush your toilet, open your tap, water flows. They didn't have that. That's simple. You just go, you know, lie down. You have a roof over your head. There are some things that we take for granted, but they didn't have it. It was only the rich. Only the rich could have health. And that's why our system, God needs to visit our system so that everybody can have access to everything. Only five people say amen. That's fine. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine... So you can see here that that's what the anointing, God anointed Jesus to do. To deal with injustice. So all these things are part of injustice. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind. It's injustice. When Satan blinds people, it's injustice. Do you understand? When Satan attacks you with sickness, it's injustice. 
And that's what the anointing is there for. So that's how God looks at it. And that's why I believe that God has raised so many doctors today. In those days, there were just few. So they, they were for the kings and for the rich people. <laughs> My Lord, things are getting better. <laughs> are getting better. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Yes. So injustice. Look at, let's, let me show you another example from the life of John the Baptist. Maybe I'll close here. Chapter 3, St. Luke's Gospel. Look at what. Um, John the Baptist, we know that this guy, uh, verse 7 of chapter 3, he says, John, uh, he, he, he preached to the multitudes, right? And he came baptizing, baptizing them. But he said to them, brood of vipers. These people were coming to him. This guy is preaching. People are responding. Imagine you are preaching. Then people start coming. And look at his response. Brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? What is the wrath to come? It's vengeance. What is that? Justice. So God is about to visit. To begin to execute justice. Alright? So God now sends John the Baptist ahead of time to preach. Because Jesus will be coming. He's introducing kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is about justice. Are you getting my point? Amen. So he says, who, who warned you to flee? Of course, he's the one that warned them. Is he not the one? <laughs> yes. He says, therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore every tree that does not bear fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So the people asked him saying, what shall we do then? These people are listening. They are following. They are responding. Now look at his reply. He answered and said to them, he who has two tunics. Let him give to him who has none. He who has food, let him do likewise. Say justice. justice. All right, let's read on. Then tax collectors also came to be baptized. And he said, and, and said to him, teacher, what shall we do? Huh? And he said to them, collect no more than what is appointed for you. Because the tax collectors used to just put a mark up. If they, you know, if your tax is supposed to be 10,000, they'll just tell you, you have to pay 30,000. Know? Then they'll give Rome 10 and then keep 20. That was their lifestyle. And they were the richest people that time. Okay, let's go on. Look at Likewise, the soldiers asked him, saying, what shall we do? He said to them, 
do not intimidate anyone or accuse falsely and be content with your wages. You see, so what, what was he addressing? These were common practices. And they were unjust. So intimidation did not start today. By people that have power. Are you getting my point? I come from a country that used to be ruled by dictators, by military dictators. And those guys, when they were in power, my goodness, they never did wrong. Everything they did was right. So if you had a misunderstanding with a soldier, you are in trouble. There's no need for court. They will just do it. They will just do whatever they want to do. So that was the, the, the situation. Now, as the people were in expectation and all reason in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, huh? let's stop there. No, no need to go further. So, you see, John the Baptist, even John the Baptist was addressing injustice in the society. So, injustice comes in many, it has many ramifications. So, it can be systemic it can, it, 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 it can come in, in, um, in relationships. Do you understand? And there will be justice. That's why the Bible says, um, when, when the righteous are in power, the people rejoice. Amen. But when the wicked rule, the people groan. So one of the evidences of injustice is when people begin to groan. When you see the masses groaning, there's some injustice. Hello? Yeah, there's some injustice. And no, now, if in your home, your family is groaning, ha, there's injustice in that home. Are you getting my point? You know, some, some families where when the father arrives, everybody. <laughs> Just go open your book. <laughs> of course, if, 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 if you are supposed to do, be doing what you are not doing, I mean, if, if whatever it is you are supposed to do and you are not doing, you should be afraid. But the moment that there are places, I used to have some friends, when the car, when they just hear the car, boom. I'm surprised. Like, what happened? <laughs> because the dictator has arrived. <laughs> yeah. So then you find out that then there's domestic violence. Huh? You want to discipline a child, then you break his. Oh, come on. You injure the child and you call that discipline. That's abuse. That's abuse. That's injustice. The Bible says, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. Don't provoke them to wrath. That's injustice. And God will visit. One day. Huh? Say, one day be one day. One day, be one, day. Uh -huh. one day, he will show up. 
justice. Huh? God is also concerned about not just the fatherless, not just the, the, the widow, not just the poor. He's also concerned about the stranger. Go read your Bible. If you take advantage of someone because he's a stranger, you will face God one day. Justice. He will come after you one day as the God of justice. Glory to God. But I want you to see it from heaven's perspective. Everybody has a right before God. He causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. That's his justice. He doesn't decide and say, okay, rain is not going to fall on you because you are not born again. No, 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 no. The sun will... Do you you know he has the power to do that? He has the power to make sure that if you are not born again, you can't see the sun. But he's not like that. He's a good God. The Bible says every good and perfect gift is from above. From the Father of light. So he doesn't have to wait for you to be born again before he even gives you good things. Some people say, oh, well, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates, he didn't pay tithe. Why is he, you know, where did he get all this money? You, you, you don't know God. That's why you're talking like that. He, he got it out of God's benevolence. Amen. Benevolence. Amen. Huh? It, God will give certain things to anybody. But it does not mean he approves of everyone. Are you getting the point? Amen. Yeah. So you can walk certain things if you, if you apply certain Principles. It might not be a biblical principle, but it might be, a, a, you know, some other principles. And if you apply that, you will enter into certain things. Because God is not unjust. Amen. He's not unjust. Amen. I remember a man in Nigeria years ago. This guy was a multimillionaire in pounds and every currency you could think about. You know? But when they came to interview him, they said, what is the secret of your wealth? Do you know what he said? He quoted from Ecclesiastes, a Muslim. He quoted, he said, cast your bread upon the waters and after many days it will come back to you. How how do you, that's my Bible you're quoting. Why can't you go quote your Quran? Why are you quoting my Bible? Quote your Quran. But he quoted the Bible. And if you go and study that scripture, you find that that scripture has to do with it. it yeah, it has to do with uh, <laughs> with uh, investments. It has to do with increase. It has. There are principles there in that scripture, and he, that's what he quoted. Was he born again? No. Is he following the principle? Yes. God is. Just. So, whether you are born again or not, you get the result. You can get it and still go to hell, but at least you got it. (laughs) Do you understand? 
He's not, he's not going to allow you into heaven if you don't come through Jesus. There's nothing you can do to make him to now bypass that and say you can come in. No, his justice requires that you come through Jesus. But for the things of the earth, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's just. He's kind. But for his mercies, people will not be alive. The whole humanity can be wiped out. But he's a just God. He's a just God. That's why they all wake up in the morning. But they must not die in that state. They must get born again. See, that's why we need to reach out. So when we preach the gospel, what are we doing? We are bringing the justice of God. And we're bringing justice against sin. Do you understand? That's what, that's what happens. All right, let's stop. Time is gone. Glory to God. I want us to pray before we leave for God's justice. Amen. I want God to manifest himself in your life, in your family, as the God of justice. If there's anything that has been standing against you, against your family, as a result of whatever injustice your family has been a part of in the past, that can be dealt with by the blood of Jesus. Amen? Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. Say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come before you and I acknowledge your justice. You are a God of justice. There's no injustice with you. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of your throne. Father, I come on behalf of my family to you right now as a God of justice. Lord my God, if my family has been guilty of any injustice in the past which is affecting me today, I come before you. I ask for mercy. I ask for the blood of Jesus. The blood that speaks better things. Let the blood be applied to my family tree right now in the name of Jesus. I repent of every wickedness. I repent of every injustice that my family has perpetrated in the name of Jesus. Have mercy. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon my family. Have mercy upon my father's house. Let the blood of Jesus vindicate us. Jesus has taken my sentence. On the cross. You judged him. Because of me. I ask right now. 
for the blood of Jesus to speak over my family. To vindicate my family. To free my family from the consequences and the effect of injustice from the past. Forgive us, O God. We repent right now. In the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy has held back from my family as a result of injustice from the past, right now, I command to be released. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let the doors begin to open. Let the blessings begin to flow. On every side. In the name of Jesus. I declare freedom. For my family. I announce freedom. For my family. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. I give you praise. I give you glory. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for everyone. Lord, I know that every act of injustice will be visited. Lord, I pray for your people this morning. In any area where they have been judged unrighteously, where there has been injustice. Oh God. In their lives. Where they have suffered injustice. Lord my God I ask. That you will step in. In the name of Jesus. Where their weakness was exploited. I ask oh Father. For your justice. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Where their ignorance was exploited. I ask for your justice. Right now. In the name of Jesus. I command it turn around. I command it turn around. I command it turn around. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A turn around. For you. And for your family. In the name of Jesus. My Lord, let the angels of justice be dispatched right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Help us, O God, not to be guilty of injustice from now going forward in the name of Jesus. Help us, O Father, to always honor all people. It doesn't matter their status. It doesn't matter their color. It doesn't matter, Lord God. It doesn't matter where they come from. That we will always honor people. We will always respect people. My Lord and my God. They might not be well dressed. But they are souls that you created. They are also in your image. Help us to always recognize your image in people. In the name of Jesus. Help us to always value people. In the name of Jesus. 
Lord and my God, give us your heart. Give us a spirit of justice. Give us a heart for justice. Mighty God, wherever we go. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we will not just be respecter of persons, but we will be people. Lord God, that will honor every single one. I want you to receive that because this is a vital quality. Just, 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 ask, just talk to the Lord. You might not like the person. You don't. You, you might not like the person. You might not. You might not like their behavior, but never dishonor them. Never dishonor anyone. That person might be the key to your breakthrough. If Naaman did not listen to the slave girl, he would never have been healed. If he had dishonored that girl when she gave him advice, he would never have been cleansed. Father, I pray. That you would help us yes. not to miss the day of our visitation. Yes. Help us not to miss our miracles. Yes. If our miracles come in a package that we don't prefer, we will not miss it. Yes. Thank you, Father. Fill our hearts with love. Yes. Love for humanity. Yes. Love for people. Genuine love. Not just love for those we can get something from. But love for everyone. Fill our hearts, oh God. Cause us to love the way you love. Lord. The Bible says that the, your love has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that that love will be begin to manifest by your spirit Holy Spirit work in us work in us that capacity thank you Lord that we will be like Jesus make us like Jesus thank you Father thank you Lord Amen this ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand for other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.